laughter is the shortest distance between two people. That's pretty deep. I'm a pretty deep sort of guy. Not really. <laughs> so I'm surprised. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, laughter. Love Conquers is a relationships podcast by Matt and Kaz Page. Love can help us overcome a lot, but can't conquer all. You've got to own your worth. All right, talk to me about laughter. How important is it to you? Um, I think it's probably one of the most important things to me, to be honest. Up there with what? Survivability. Trust. Well, I suppose, yeah. Okay. Why? Um, I think it's probably one of the biggest – well, it's hard to say why it's so important to me. I would say that it's probably the – probably one of the biggest factors that's increased or kept me going over the years is my ability to be able to laugh and – be able to, I guess, take things more lightly, even in the face of adversity. What's better, laughing with someone or at someone? Both. Both is equally <laughs> funny. I knew, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> See, I think we've well established I'm the nicer of the two <laughs> people. <laughs> I don't like laughing at people. You do. No, it's funny. I know. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> Ask the children, they'll tell you. I. The, the, they do daily. <laughs> do you know Dad said mm. do, 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 beep, 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 beep. I can't repeat a lot of what he says. <laughs> it's bad. It's funny, but it's bad. <laughs> so I want to know why did you want to bring laughter in relationships up as an episode on our podcast? So I think it's probably one of the key factors that I think has been a critical. I guess, characteristic of our relationship as far as keeping us going in in our, I guess, positive way, you know, over the years. Like I, I think the ability to be able to laugh at oneself is intrinsically important in humans because I think as humans we tend to take us or get into the points where we're taking things way too seriously and if you can make fun of yourself at the very base of it, then at some place in there – not everything's doom and gloom and not everything's fucking ifs, ends or buts. Like it's just, you know, sometimes things are just light and fun. Do you think people take enough time to realise that laughter is such a critical aspect to a relationship? Um, I don't think people actually observe it as being a critical part of a relationship. I think it sort of probably goes understated as one of the societal norms as far as relationships goes. Um it's funny because when you and I talk, when we have our deep and meaningfuls and all the rest of it, we talk about the fact that how grateful we are that through all that we've been through, we can still make each other laugh. And it's one of the guiding lights that tells us, it's our checkpoint, right, that tells us we're in, we're in good, we're, we're, yeah. we're doing okay because we can still make each other laugh. And so laughter for us is up there with trust and yeah. – you know, all, all 
deal breakers in our relationship yeah. in that regard. Whereas to your point just then, I don't think other people really put enough emphasis on the importance of being able to laugh in a relationship. Yeah, I don't think they do either. I don't I don't think it even gets acknowledged as part of a healthy relationship necessarily. Mm. I think if everybody looks at things like the the real deal breakers or what they consider to be real deep deal breakers, trust and devotion and commitment and all those sort of things and nurturing and love and fidelity and sex and yep. interaction and intimacy all that stuff, blah. but I think ultimately through it all like if you didn't find some aspects of life funny, then you probably do nothing but cry all the time. Because it's like if you think about it in the terms of like you know, life life is generally always been you know it changes over the over the millennia, but life has always been a struggle. Mm-hmm. Whether it be that you're trying to fucking keep wolves from the cave door, or whether it be that you're trying to you know work out how you're going to pay for the school excursion or whatever, like there's been aspects of struggle throughout it all. And so of course, you know when you come up against something as absurd as oh, life's a struggle and here's more struggle, if you can't find the funny side of that being just like, just throw more shit onto the fire, then you're probably going to break in all honesty. Yeah, and I think a lot of people do. I think we have been fortunate in that we make each other laugh and we find that kind of happy ground. So even at your lowest point, if you have somebody else that's sharing that low point with you and can still find something to make you smile or to make you laugh or to lift you up just a little bit, um, if, if you don't have that person with you, then I think it's a very sad journey. It would be a very lonely existence if you can't find something to laugh about in your life. I'm very, I'm very well aware of the fact that when I'm really down, one of your things to to do is to try and bring some form of humor into our conversation because you know that if you break through at that level with me it will then open the gates for me to kind of start to come out of that mode and and to kind of stabilize again because you've been able to balance my sad with something funny yeah and again it's like that yin and yang process right if i'm feeling really really down and out but i can still grab onto something and hold on to it and laugh it helps me to feel not so down and out and so you start that climb out so yeah i think i think laughing's hugely important and i think our ability to take the piss out of ourselves and each other and our our family and our kids i think our kids have really thick skin and i know our our children some of the shit that comes out of their mouth would probably mortify most people on this earth, but we find it hilarious. <laughs> I had to pull up one of the kids the other day because um, we were heading off to one of the group homeschool activities that we do mm. and there was another family's children in the car and <laughs> when they said, one of the kids said... One of your kids? One of their kids oh, yeah. said, Oi, why does such and such do such of such? Or where's such and such as thing? And one of our girls turned around and said, it's at your mum's house. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, "Uh, no, no, thank you. (laughs) Their mum is our close personal friend. So therefore, this is not an appropriate joke right now. What makes you laugh? 
him yeah. <laughs> most days. <laughs> I have a very different sense of humour to him. Um, I, I, you know, the three of us have spoken quite often. You and you and Jack have a very similar sense of humour and I'm quite often like a shag on a rock out over there <laughs> wondering what the fuck <laughs> you're all talking about because I don't relate on that level and it doesn't make sense to me. But there are other times too where he will say something and it's the most inappropriate thing and I should not be laughing at it but the way he delivers it, it's just like, oh, God, you've got no choice but to laugh. The shock value that comes with it, it's just like, oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. But it's really funny. So I think, you know, discussing laughter and, and looking at it from the perspective of, of relationships and how they work and obviously we find it to be a very valuable tool in our relationship in order to be able to navigate that, I think it's also very important as far as um, child rearing goes too. I think there's a lot of things there that, that, you know, I don't know about anybody else who's listening, but I certainly know from my perspective, you know, I don't ever remember my parents having a good time parenting, but I have the fucking, I laugh all the fucking time. You have the best parenting. time with our kids, you do. Yeah. And like it's it's all fun. Like there's there's aspects there that are shit and tough and hard and all the rest. Yeah. But every day there's like laughter and every day there's jokes and there's talking shit and there's whatnot. But you know, I think it's something that comes from being close because we see the same bond in sort of things like with the military and certain particular jobs where you're spending a lot of time with people in close proximity and you know, you're living with them. And so therefore all the things that go into your life on a day happens to them at the same time and it all happens to you together. And so part of that is that, you know, inevitably is that someone's going to drop a fart. Well, that's going to be funny because that person's <laughs> going to feel embarrassed or someone's going to kick their toe and fall over and make a dick of themselves or something like that. And I think – and it's sort of – it's one of those aspects there that we probably look at, you know, like it comes down to that tribe building again and that's, you know, things that are like us or things that share our experiences are safe. Whereas things that look different to us, things that smell different to us, things that sound different to us aren't safe. And so then that feeds onto, well, I feel comfortable and safe, so then I feel joy and I can experience joy and that's where the laughter sort of comes from. I think what we can use that for, and that's oftentimes why, you know, historically I've done it is because when you, if you can make a joke out of the thing that's tormenting you the most, you take away a lot of its resilience and power. And so, you know, from that perspective there, if, if you can, you know, if nothing else to our children, the ability to be able to laugh and communicate that to them, that's incredible. Well, that's a well good we say that all the time too. Like people, <clears throat> you know, we have nicknames for our kids and we, we clearly and obviously, if you've listened to every single episode of ours, we swear somewhat. And so we can't sit there as hypocrites and go, do as I say, not as I do. So our children swear in context as well in our home. There's obviously social protocols that they've got to adhere to. Um, but for us too, I think in in that that do as we do and, and join in with us and have a bit of fun with us, etc. our kids also see the joy that it brings by making one another laugh too. Yep. And so they go out of their way to try and, and in instigate that laughing, that joking, that having fun, playful, all the rest of it. Um, this morning was a really perfect example. I, I'm trying to get ready for work. I'm going to go and I'm going into work early, right? So I'm up early trying to get ready. 
go to go into my ensuite to go and have a shower and our youngest child has commandeered my bathroom. And when I said why, the response was through a big smile on her face, huh, of course I can. And so he's in our bedroom, she's in our bathroom, on our toilet, stinking it to high heaven and it's just that whole meh. What are you going to do about it? Here mm-hmm. I am. I'm taking a great big shit in your bathroom. Yeah, you and can't I can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. So I guess we're here for the duration. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks it's hilarious, which encourages her to be more of that don't give a fuck kind of thing. It's like, hang on. <laughs> shall I just go have a shower in your bathroom then, shall I? And the she response is just fuck. like, yeah, go yeah, for it. Go for it. Yeah, it's a terrible you shower. <laughs> You'd be hurting yourself. <laughs> So our, ki- our kids have very thick skin in that regards too and it's largely because of our sense of humour. So I think if somebody out there in the world tried to pick on our kids verbally, our kids would just be kind of like, fuck, is that the best you've got? Like you should hear what yeah. our parents say. <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> yeah. And they just laugh at it. If more people understood how important it was for them generally, not just like, you know, for feeling, you know, oh, I feel a little bit happier now that I've laughed, but also to like sheerly on, you know, I've got this big thing at the moment about survivability scales and, you know, preparedness and stuff like that. And so I think, you know, if you have a look at, um, you know, some of the worst times in history, like the Holocaust, et cetera, there was, you know, direct correlations between people's ability to be able to laugh at adversity and their survivability rate. And that's been something that, you know, for whatever reason, I guess, you know, I guess if I'd really trace it back and look at my childhood even, I'd take it back there and go, okay, so the ability to be able to laugh at every aspect of everything that was causing me pain has served me to get through to that point. Now it hasn't necessarily left me as a super balanced individual, but, it has at least got me to this place where I can then try and adapt to being a balanced individual at some stage and being yeah. polite company. I think there's people that are geared up to be able to process on that level and then there's people that just simply aren't though. Mm. Um, I was talking to a friend of ours yesterday and this particular person's gone through something pretty horrid the last sort of week or so and their way of getting through that is – after I guess the initial shock and the process is to make light-hearted of it yep. because anything else is awkward yep. and it's difficult to discuss and, and there's no there's no logic to what this person went through. There's just they went through it and they have to deal with it and so their coping mechanism is to laugh and more power to them. Like I, And so I joined in. I was throwing the jokes in as yep. well because – that's what's gonna. That's what it's gonna take to help that person process and get through that moment. Then I'm all in. Yeah, it's part of the. It's the ability to be able to then have it exposed to yourself in a comfortable manner. Yep. And and be able to build that callus a little bit. I think the ability to to feel comfortable, to have a laugh, to be able to see the funny side of things, um, should should be factored into relationship counselling as as important as intimacy and, you know, sexual interaction and trust and 
everything. I think the ability to make another person laugh is a gift. Yeah. And I think if everybody could experience that kind of gift in the lowest points of their life, we'd see, you know, a pretty big shift in how people processed and come out of bad situations as well. Yeah. You know, it's really, really easy to stay with the clouds heavily sitting on you. But if you find the strength to break through, for me, finding that strength is laughing with you. Yeah. And being able to get some perspective and some clarity to go, hey, I'm still breathing and life is still moving forward and I'm okay and I can laugh and therefore I can survive and therefore I can achieve. Yes, absolutely. Anything is more, I guess, anchored in normalcy, it's laughter, really. Mm. I mean, from that perspective alone, you know, that daily interactions, everything about life is a fucking joke. You know, if you, if you break it down, you think about the absurdity of everything. So you go, you come in, you're born, you, you can't see, you can barely hear, you're cold, you're, you're wet, naked. you're naked, you're exposed to a whole bunch of people and you're totally relying on everything. You you fucking you got nothing, and then you go to this stage where you're starting to learn shit, but you make so many fucking mistakes for the next twenty years. Then you finally start to think, okay, well now I'm responsible for myself and I'm making my own decisions. But I really everybody's going to throw their two cents in, so it's almost like this comedy of errors. You transfer it through that, you have kids, and they fucking they're the biggest equalizers on earth, man. They'll make you fucking feel like a piece of shit, and like nothing else will. And then you go further forward into as you start to decline, and you get to wind up in this state where you can barely even look after yourself and you're back to square one back to square one and so you've like, got a few more clothes how on. do you, you know, hope, well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but <laughs> you know like if, if if that's not fucking absurdly funny you, you've just you've just made living really horrible <laughs> but, but that, there's a beauty in that right there's a laughter in that because it's like if you sold it to anybody like that yeah. they go kick rocks cunt <laughs> not for me <laughs> But we're all stuck in it, right? So therefore, if we're all stuck in it and we all laugh at it, well, that's then because it it's no fucking this it has no control. It's my life is what I make it, right? Yep, that's it. You, you can know? you can you can only choose or you can only control you. You can't control everything else around you. Yeah. And so you can choose and control to laugh at situations instead of being affronted or offended by them. Yeah. Absolutely can choose. And please don't think on any situation where I've got that down pat and perfect. I am not saying that at all. There are times where I pr probably should laugh and I cry. And there are times where I really shouldn't have laughed and I did. <laughs> so I, I am not saying I've got this shit squared away on any level. But laugh. I just stick to 100% laugh policy. No, you don't. <laughs> That's not true at all. There's been moments where I wished you'd laugh uh, and you're cranky. A, there's been these couple of times you know, in the last I've, decade, but I've I distinctly remember them. <laughs> I've said a few things where I thought I was being funny and you clearly did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you're looking at a man's pants, like maybe that's not what you want to be saying to him. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Thank you.
I find more and more these days the tool of laughter and, and communication is really helping to sort of try and navigate some paths with the girls as well. I find that with the children, because, you know, they're all girls and because they're all coming into those teen years now, <laughs> there is a lot of fucking emotion. You know, emo- there's a lot of everything, just a lot of everything. And being able to poke fun at oneself, but also being able to poke fun at them with the idea that we're just all laughing together sort of helps to bridge that gap a little bit. That must be so hard too because whilst we have three children and there are common denominators across all three, there is a lot of difference between all three too. And they don't have similar sense of humour. No. So you would have to find the balance, a balance, a unique balance for each individual child and you must have to pivot. And I'm saying this because I'm not here during the day so I'm, I'm assuming that you would have to pivot quite significantly every time you're trying to have that kind of interaction with one of the children. Yeah, look, that's and that, that can be hard to navigate because you're looking at some things there in delivered in some manners and you say too, you know, earlier on to your point, that the way it's delivered you're like, oh, I don't know how this is going to land and it's already out of my mouth. You know, the baby of the family, she's, she's one of those ones. She seems like she doesn't care about anything but if she thinks the world's laughing at her, it will fucking – it yeah, will destroy her. her. So it's about like, hey, we're all laughing at everything together. She will laugh hard with the world. Yeah. She will take the piss out of herself. She will push back and make us laugh like no man's business, but don't laugh at her. Yeah. <laughs> then she cries. <laughs> poor little That's baby. It, poor little baby. Yeah. yeah. You know, and Scarlett, you've got to sort of make her realise that she's been a silly goose. Yeah. As long as you know that you're making one rule for somebody else and one rule for you and you're being ridiculous and it's all good, Scarly. And then she just bursts out laughing because she, even she understands it. She's got your cut tongue though. Yeah, and so she can come out with some whew, whip snap harsh. Yeah, she's not. Bang. And then you look at her like, what the? And she goes, I was only joking. I was trying to be funny. Like, mm. <laughs> oh, babe, there's I've, delivery. Yeah, I know. That, <laughs> I know that. All right. <laughs> I know how that landed yeah, and yeah. I know that you underestimated its capacity to land as hard as it did. <laughs> and now you're fucking yeah, shitting yeah. bricks. She's, she's <laughs> going to refine it a little bit. <laughs> but it's a learning curve too, right? Like sometimes, as I said, sometimes I thought I was being hilarious. and Oh, we ooh, all, we we've all had trouble. times like that, you know. Yeah. My dad had a huge sense of humour. He was very funny. But it was very dry wit, so if you didn't understand it, you would take offence It was dry, yeah. Yeah, very dry. Mind you, he, he, did, he did liberally season it with a lot of meanness too. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different story. You know, I'm, I'm, that's another you know, episode. <laughs> but that's, even this is part of, part of my sense of humour and what I value in humour is that I don't have any, I don't have any boundaries on humour. So because I have to be me. I know, I, I have to apologise for you on a regular <laughs> basis because of no boundaries. <laughs> my, my view has always been I expect to be, I guess, observed and judged and interrogated and everything else about my actions and everything in life. And so I'm like, my viewpoint is this, and that is that, okay, well, if you're going to play by your set of rules and you're going to, observe me and judge me and comment on my 
persona and the way I conduct myself, then I'm going to pivot on that one and all your seriousness and your bullshit and your judgment shit, I'm going to treat the entirety of the world and life with contempt and laughter. And so I'm going to poke fun at everything. It's funny. You focus a lot more on people judging us than I do. I don't like it when I feel like somebody feels either hurt by me if I haven't, you know, if I'm oblivious to the fact that I've hurt them on some level or if I've offended somebody and I'm, again, oblivious. Um, if I've gone out of my way to offend you, then fuck you, I don't care. But I I get worried or concerned if I feel like I've hurt someone that I care about. I don't give a fuck if people judge us. Like, I'm, go for it. I know what I look like. I know who I am. Oh. So if you want to judge us, go. Yeah. You focus a lot more on the fact that we – and we do get judged a lot. Yeah. Like, I get it. We do. Um, we are, you know, what did I say? High-class white trash. So <laughs> – um, functional, not pretty. Yeah, functional, not pretty. <laughs> functional, not pretty. Um, but you you bring that up a lot. You It, yeah. it does seem to be a, a trigger for oh, you. Oh, because I'm hopelessly scarred from my childhood. Right, okay. Yeah, no doubt. Like, no doubt that's entirely it. Like, absolutely. But And, and that's entirely where this, this persona or this mentality has come from is is consistently from that, that part of my life. Mm. Is that, that that's my power, that's my strength, is that you know, I – Everybody's going to be a fucking cunt, and so therefore you're all fucking laughable. And I've just tried to make myself into the envisionment of that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how does that work for you? Fucking pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you're all a fucking joke. <laughs> I think we are all a joke. So you can't yes, say you, you. all. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Cassie's speaking directly to yeah, us. I know. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. Where's the censoring? You know Quick censoring. Let go. I've been silent. Wait, wait, ready? <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a there's a big difference between one who gets to spend 24 by 7 with their children by choice as opposed to parents who, you know, send their kids off to school at half past seven, eight o'clock in the morning and don't get them home until, you know, because they're working and yep. doing whatever and all the rest of it. So they're maybe getting two hours a day with their kids yeah. and that's wrapped up in washing and dinners and and sport sport and uniforms and lunches and god knows what else and all the rest of it it's really hard to find the humor in that life and we've been there yeah so our world today is you know it's very unique but historically we were those people too that were getting up at the crack of dawn getting off to work saying goodbye to the kids at wee hours of the morning and not seeing them until late in the afternoon and then saturday and sunday is catch up right there's no humor in that there's no fun in that there's no i don't know there's there's no there's there's happiness but there's no laughter as such so well it makes it more difficult to find those moments yeah. and i think you know, obviously, if you can, I would urge people to try and make time or at least try and be observant in the moments when you have those opportunities to just laugh with your family because I think those moments are obviously, it sounds really cliche, 
but they are fucking priceless. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. the opportunities to be able to fucking just dick around with your kids. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be every day. No. It doesn't have to be planned. It doesn't just be spontaneous. Like, sit down for 10 minutes. Stop what you're doing. The washing will still be there tomorrow. The kitchen will still be there tomorrow. Just have a joke with your kids. Yeah. Have a joke with your partner. Sit down and have a laugh. Like, take the piss out of something that happened today. I My kids light up like Christmas when I come through the door and they want to tell me something that's funny that's happened today. Yep. They are busting out of their skins because they want to share that moment with me. They mm. want to share that laughter with me. And that's gold. That's like, I will stop right now and I will focus and you will tell me. And nine times out of ten because, again, I, I – obviously process it on a different level. I don't get it, but I will laugh because that's what they're looking for. They want that engagement. They want that level of things. And even on some of the dumbest dad jokes, because they are so dumb. <laughs> they love, they love, they, they do more dad, dumb dad jokes than I do. Eh? They do, they do, but they've definitely picked that up from you. And, you know, in those moments you, you give, right? You yeah. give them the laughter that they're looking for because it's so important for them. Yeah. And then because they love it so much, I love it. I might not yeah. have understood the joke but I love that moment and I will laugh with them just because it's a really enjoyable moment to have. Yeah. And it might only last five or ten minutes and then I'll go back to being the rural police and, you know, making them clean their bedroom and doing whatever and that's okay. But it's so rare though. Like, I mean, I think. There's a lot of kids out there being raised these days without a lot of laughter. laughter. Mm. Yeah, it's you know? sad. And I understand I think there's it. a lot like, of relationships yeah, that are happening oh. today without a lot of laughter too. Yeah, it sounds unbearable to be honest. It really does. <laughs> and and that's, you know, we don't take the piss out of each other every day and we might not – I yeah, I think we do probably laugh at least once a day at We something. laugh at each other, yeah. Yeah, we do laugh at each other a lot. Yeah. Um, but I, I – Again, I think we notice it more if we're if we're in a funk or whatever, and we're yeah, not, not having not it. Yeah, and yep. and that will cause that will cause a significant ripple between us yep. if we lose that for whatever reason, or it's it's waning on whatever level. So we have between the two of us identified the importance of it, and we miss it significantly yep. if for whatever reason it's you know not there between us. So. I think if people put more effort and emphasis on the importance of it, they'd start to realise how critical it is. Yeah. What do you do when it stops? Uh, at that point, I panic. <laughs> <laughs> I lose my shit. I do. <laughs> um, th- you know, that's a bigger picture because if, if, if we're in a funk and we're not laughing, we're probably also not happy in that regard. And so in that respect you know, one of us will have to put the foot down and go, something's not right here, we need to talk, we need to sort this and and get back into it. And the more we talk with each other, the, the, the lighter the weight seems to feel and then one of us will get to a point and, and crack a joke or make something lighthearted of it or take the piss out of it or, you know, we, we get to a point where we're like, are we good? You good? You good? Yeah. And then he'll take the piss out of something and we'll laugh yeah. and reset. So we always find a way to come back to it because it is so important. It's it's yeah. our key almost. It's what unlocks us together. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, that's that's the other thing too because you're inextricably bound to each other through just experience of life alone. So, you know, it's already built into your relationship, the, the ability to laugh. You've just got to nurture it a little bit. 
you know, for the most part. And I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. You know, I can really feel when I'm not doing my best work of a husband because of the way you're communicating. And then, so then I need to start to assess that and look for those opportunities there to start to nurture those sides of our relationship better. He takes so much pleasure in shock value. I'm a psychological pig. I just like to get into my fucking mess and just wallow in it. <laughs> That's right. Just get into the field. So, uh, now you made me forget what I was thinking about. You said the other day? Yeah. Something happened. Oh, wait, I have to think now. Mm. Nah, it's gone. I lost it. See? You're naughty. I've been too funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question while you're thinking about it. Mm. I know we've talked a lot in previous episodes about how you guys know what your lines are, like what your boundaries are on finding things funny Yep. in terms of, you know, I assume, Matt, you know what is going to be too much for Kaz. You might still Sorry. share it, yeah, but sometimes. <laughs> you probably have a good radar for like what she's going to I'm starting out. to get an idea, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he still has moments where he looks like a deer in headlights. It's like, <laughs> like fuck, oh, oh. is she laughing or am I in trouble? That's fuck right. it, I've just burnt my fucking world down. <laughs> Shit. Damn, miss the mark. At least um, the boys are laughing. <laughs> <laughs> they get it. And what, what your lines are in terms of, you know, being able to take the piss out of each other but then probably also draw it back when it's not the right time or whatever. My question is – more broadly with other people in relationships, in relationships, relationships. Yeah. That's what we call them non-laughing yeah, yeah, cunts. Yeah, yeah. Use them in relationships. <laughs> <laughs> That's what husbands get into when they don't do the laundry. Exactly. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> oh, that was, I like that. That's that a new tag everything. <laughs> That's like right. that. Get yourself out of the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's going to say Absolutely. I'm sort of going to end this episode on. <laughs> no more hoping, just relationship. No, just relationshitting, exactly. That's right. <laughs> Renaming the podcast to <laughs> Relationship. That's also that's really know, good. I, oh, yeah. Hey, you know what we should – that's actually yeah. a premise, right? Because we call it relationship and then we yeah. just talk to people that are terrible at relationships. Yes. Okay, next episode is all things relationship. Everything they've done. That's actually a good – I'm going to write that down. Yep. Yeah. See? I like it. It's a good title. <laughs> I like it too. Um, <laughs> but I was wondering what you've observed in other relationships in terms of just that kind of – whether it's miscommunication or the one person's just not reading the other person or the relationship is breaking down so the the humour is going away, you know, either what your advice is for them or your, what your observations are of that, you know, maybe perhaps you just observe couples that you're looking at them and you're going, God, this is, he or she is really crossing the line or yeah. I don't think that's humour, that's just someone having contempt or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's a hard one because if I think about all the friends that I've had over the years and, you know, I'm old, so it's been a while. But sometimes you'll listen to partners talking to each other or taking the piss out of each other and you kind of go, oh, Christ, did, did he really just say that to her? And then you watch her reaction. She just rolls her eyes like, yeah, whatever. And you know that they love each other 
dearly and all the rest of it. So they obviously are cool with that. And if they're cool with that, then I'm like, hey, more power to you. That's him. That's her. That's whatever. That's how they're going to roll. Then there's other people where, you know, one will think they're being enormously funny and they will just simply say something that is insulting, that they're doing it to be mean under the premise of trying to be funny. And I think that, you know, if if the recipient in that scenario tries to laugh and brush it off because they're in public or whatever and, and, and everybody gets awkward at that point, I think that's a serious conversation that needs to take place probably in, in the privacy of their own home. I unless I unless I see that my friend, you know, whoever that is in the relationship, who however these people came into our world, if I see that one of them is hurting the other, I I will go and say something to the person that's on the recipient end and I will always take it from the premise of are you okay when that person talks like that? Do, do you even realise that, you know, is that person being detrimental or was it just a bad day? Or And, and I, won't, I won't go into the conversation from a point of view of saying that was really fucked up what that person said and, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. I will ask a series of questions to try and get a gauge of, you know, is the recipient okay? Is, is this just their normal presence? Because a lot of the times he will say something to me or I will say something to him and we know our limits. We know how far we yeah. can push each other. But to people on the outside that are with us, there's been a number of occasions where we've taken the mickey out of each other and other people have come up and had the conversation with me like, is he okay? Is, is you know, when he's talking to you like that, like are you okay with it? And I crack up laughing because I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I thought it was hilarious. You don't need to make it weird, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I know that we get judged quite a lot and that people get quite concerned on the way we speak to each other. So I'm really quick not to go, that was fucked up. Blah. Yeah. I will ask questions because sometimes that's just the way those two people communicate. Whereas other scenarios where they're just being cruel, then yeah, you got to slap them at that point. It's a little hard there's to no go. fucking yeah. there's there, there's no need for it. Understand your partner. Like make the effort if they're worth it. If you're in that relationship, then you're choosing to be in that relationship. Understand who you're with. Understand the limits of your person. Yeah, well, and I think too, it's it's that if it's if it's equitable, so if both parties are across it as well, if if it's if both parties are laughing at each other or both parties are laughing at themselves or together, whatever. But I think it's when one party is laughing at the other, and that's all there is. I think that's pretty trash, to be honest. Like, I think that's pretty. That's just a fucking. Just dogpiling. Dogpiling, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's that side of things, you know. And, and effectively you're using the other person there in that sense to make yourself feel great, like ultimately. And I think that's probably another discussion to be had in behind closed doors for those people.
But laughing's important. Every like Everything. we we talk about it from a l- relationship standpoint too. But I can sit in my office right now with a crew that I'm working with, and we can sit there for six, eight hours, solid silence, because we're so intent on our work and on the rest of it. But I also notice that if one of us just breaks for a minute and says something and we all have a bit of a laugh and we refresh and we reset for five minutes and have a bit of a giggle, it lightens the room, it lightens the mood and then all of a sudden you get back into work and you're like, okay, I can do this now and we've reset. It makes it infinitely more tolerable. It does, absolutely. And you get so caught up in working that you can really easily forget to break that iceberg by not stopping Mm. for a minute and laughing. So sometimes... It's an effort, but you have to do it. You have to put the effort in to to have a laugh with people, to lighten the load, to lighten the environment, to give the person the opportunity to reset too and breathe and take a moment. Yeah, It's kind of also how we know whether we've, you know, hit the nail on the head with an episode too is yes. how much we laugh. If it's laughable. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're laughing in the recording and then I'm laughing as I edit it. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> we've probably done something... Good on that day. <laughs> I don't think we've put an episode out yet that we haven't laughed at when we've listened to it. Yeah. And it's really funny because we sometimes you'll send them to us <laughs> yeah. and we'll be lying in bed and I might be like five minutes ahead of him, right, <laughs> as we're listening to it before release and I'll laugh and then literally five minutes later you'll know like, oh, yeah, you're laughing at the same thing I just laughed at. <laughs> yeah. Good. And it's, it's a shared good. experience, but that, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that's part of what the, that laughter together thing aspect there ties it in beautifully because it's that shared experience. Mm, you know, we yeah. sit here and we, you know, podcast every Friday as one of the underlying factors is with three people in a room, but by going through and talking about heavy heavy issues and stuff like yep. that, we build this familiarity, we build there's this bond, there's this common underlying factor of things we find funny together, things we find important, things that we've explored and we've talked out and hashed out together. And so, mm. it's, again, you know, you, it's at anything, you know, anything in life where you're going through it with another person breeds a bond. And if it's adversity or if it's painful or if it's emotional or if it's, you know, particularly funny, then it's only going to make a bond stronger. So yep. I think if you're not, laughing in your life then you are denying yourself connection or aspects of connection with another human mm. absolutely 100 percent. totally agree and and i don't think we're bored of each other yet we still seem to make each other laugh i know you have some fucking us, so. pretty low, low key days that i don't find very <laughs> funny but <laughs> i meant on a friday coming here and doing this num num <laughs> I was just going to say that I I think that uh, just on the on the note of humor and relationships is uh, this is a bit harsh but I actually do think that it's a good litmus test for people as to whether they're actually going to get on and stay yeah. together. Yeah. Is like you kind of know from the beginning if you get on with someone's humor and that doesn't have to be like you're saying doesn't have to be the same sense of humor. It's just you can either appreciate it or you let them have their fun and you're in on it and you're yeah. not rolling your eyes and you're not going can you stop this is so annoying all yep. of that yep. because that ultimately over time that'd be quite demoralizing for someone. Yeah. I think that that's a, a good litmus yeah, test for, good. you know, just... And can you tolerate your partner's sense of humour? Yeah. Can you get in on the fun? Can yeah. you appreciate yeah. it in some way? And if you can, it's probably yeah. going to do yeah, better. Well, and here's, here's a slight spin on that too. Like, how lightly do they take things? Yeah. So if you're sitting across from the person, they're losing their shit because they got lemons in water instead of limes. Yes. Like, fucking cancel that cunt. <laughs> cancel them hard. 
Come yes. on now. If you've asked for lemons and you get limes, <laughs> that's a serious thing yes, right but there. Yes, but it's not worth abusing I, I, the poor person uh, on $18 an hour. If you were asking for lemons and they <laughs> bought you limes, oh my. Uh, 18 or 20 or 30 bucks an hour is irrelevant at that point. They fucked up. <laughs> you got to own it. <laughs> yes, I agree. However, is it something to start breaking furniture over? <laughs> I really like lemons, okay. not a fan of limes. <laughs> it's hard to make sensible points in this conversation. <laughs> Me thinks she's playing devil's advocate. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Your devil's advocate makes me want to put my teeth on the microphone. I, <laughs> I hope I this you. improves. <laughs> it won't. <laughs> I mean, we've well established I am not the funny person in our relationship. My Our kids quite often tell everybody that I'm the rule police. And we always say, you're Peter Pan and they're your lost boys. I don't, I don't, what's, what do you find most funny about me? That's a fucking hard question to ask a person. You're funny though. You are, you've said this a few times that you're not funny. You are funny. We laugh constantly. Comparatively between me and him. Different kinds of funny. He's way funnier. Yeah. But, I mean, I think I think you're funny. Your enthusiasm makes me, like, when you get enthusiastic about things, I find that very stimulating mm. and find it very fun. And when, like, I find that always leads into a funny scenario so I would say while that's not directly funny, it breeds laughter. Yeah. And I, this, is, this is something that I really, really, really want to share because it's really important to me. I know that you laugh at me a lot because I know that my brain processes things very quickly or sometimes I'll trip over myself or sometimes whatever the scenario. Mm. But – I know that you're laughing at me because you find whatever I've done endearing yes. or cute or whatever, so I don't get offended by Good. it. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's a really important part for people. If your partner's laughing at you – then figure out whether or not that's a that's a good thing or a bad thing, right? Because it's not always a bad thing. Yeah. I, you know, when you laugh at me because I'm doing something completely fucking ridiculous or stupid or whatever, I'll then have to get clarity off you because you're <laughs> laughing so much. I was like, what? What have I done now? Tell me why you're laughing at me because I don't get it and I don't understand it. And then you'll break it down in your terminology of how you've interpreted it yep. and then I'll laugh at you because I'm like, that makes no fucking sense yeah. to me whatsoever. <laughs> and so we're pinging off each other even though I don't necessarily understand it and you won't then get me yeah. either. And But we're kind of laughing at the situation yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so there's no, you know, th- there's no hard feelings in that regard, I'm happy for him to laugh at me. Mm. I'm happy for my friends to laugh mm. at me if I'm being completely ridiculous because I know my brain works really fast and sometimes I just come out and yeah. then people are like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> and they'll just laugh, right? And and that's okay. I'm good with that because yeah. somewhere in there I'll eventually slow down and make some more sense. <laughs> well, see, and that's a really good – Maybe. <laughs> but, but it's a good point you make because I think too it comes from a sense of – understanding wholeheartedly who you are as well. Like as we get older, we start to understand more about who we are. And so therefore we understand that we have flaws. Mm. When, when we're younger, we, we tend to like to gloss over the fact that we have flaws quite oh, heavily. For sure. Um, but I think, you know, as we get older, we recognize the fact that, yeah, like we've got enough damage on us right now. We are, we understand where it's at. 
And <laughs> so, you know, if you, yeah. And so you understand that you do some things that are just fucking hilarious to us and yep. the same way that I do some shit yep. sometimes that just makes no sense. And, yep, and, and I laugh my ass yep. off at it. funny. Yep. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And he doesn't take offence because, of, you know, it's a down and outright belly laugh at what mm-hmm. he's done. <laughs> yeah. And and we take we take the, I guess, we take away the power from the neg- a neg- potentially negative situation by choosing to see the joy inside that yeah. particular situation. Yeah. And I think that goes, you know, it's that taking stock thing and, and there's a lot of overarching themes throughout most of our podcasts that we'd see come through. But, you know, it's one of those things there is that if you hold on to that and you choose to go, okay, I get it, I'm flawed and I think I'm ridiculous sometimes so therefore it's okay for other people to think I'm ridiculous yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so, you know, yeah. once you acknowledge that and once you become comfortable with those factors, then it's easy to take joy in somebody else experiencing joy because you're a fuckwit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Laugh with the person laughing at you. That'll yeah. shock them. Yeah, enjoy it. That's Fuck. right, yeah. What, because it is funny. What's Yeah, and what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Somebody laughed at you. Cool. Yeah. Was it funny? <laughs> oh, my God. Would you have laughed if the other person had have done exactly the same thing? If the answer is a high probability that you would have, then fuck it. Laugh at yourself too. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of good humour and just like sheer comedy and vulnerability. Like yeah. no one wants to watch a stand-up comic that's just standing up there saying how brilliant they are. <laughs> it's the sh- it's the stories of them being stupid yeah. that Maybe. you go, this is so good. Yeah. And Maybe people will it. pay money to go and see that, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, no, yeah. I'm going to start a comedy tour and it's just going to be all me talking <laughs> stories about how sick I am. We're all going to call it Relationship. Relationship. Yes. <laughs> I'll be like, hey. A comedy store. I'm funny. <laughs> and just stand there silent. Yeah. So I'm funny. And I bet you cunts won't stop. I bet you they'll laugh. Yeah. Like, I'm the funniest man you'll ever meet. Um, I I, I think that one of the things. Has you and I laughed the most at was we were in a cafe on a Saturday morning as we usually are and I unbeknownst to Kaz was going to propose to her to be my bridesmaid and <laughs> and a whole proposal box prepared everything <laughs> everything ready to go hand her the box she opens it. She's so excited and she's so overwhelmed. She's crying and I, I'm teary and it's all very exciting. And the, man, <laughs> the guy coming towards her with her coffee from the cafe puts it down in front of her and she turns excitedly to him and says, I'm going to be a barmaid. <laughs> and he just <laughs> And he's looked at me and I had no idea I'd said it. So I'm looking at him and he's like, what? I mean, I'm going to be a – oh, hang on. 
<laughs> and then we just like choke laughed <laughs> for the next like probably good half an hour. Like we just couldn't function I'm at all. Still the kids are looking at us going, Are you guys okay? And we're just like, just give us right. a minute. <laughs> His facial expression was priceless because he saw the box, he realized that there was some sort of a celebration, and he just couldn't understand why I was so fucking excited and emotional about being a barmaid. Do you know there's a And I'm not trying to take away from barmaids right now, well, but I just gotta I just gotta clarify that being a bridesmaid to your best mate's wedding is a way bigger privilege than getting a gig as a barmaid. I just true. gotta put yes. it out there so, to tell the owner of the cafe. And I said to him, you know, you were delivering me coffee and I got confused in you my did, own yeah. head. So, you know, there was a reason, but yeah, it was hilarious. And I still laugh. I would say to you that there is a bunch of um, uni Barmates? students and backpackers that would be like, yeah, thanks for the check in reality cunts because this is my life. It's not funny at all. It's fucking terrible. That's what, right. Being a yeah. Yeah. Stacking glasses, just like, oh, cool. oh, wait. I get to mop up Please. vomit again? Yeah. Yay. <laughs> oh, good. They vomited in the urinal? Yay. That's why the owner of the cafe was so confused. It's like, it's, like, it's I hell. don't understand yeah. why you're being so excited He right just now. looked at you like, what yeah. now? Having like, worked in hospitality before, I'm like, there's no joy in that. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Nobody's stoked it. about that. <laughs> They're pleased they can eat that night. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Grateful for the wage, but it's not true. the gig. Yeah, I yeah. get it. No. And, and, yep, still excited to be <laughs> Well, on wrap, I think everyone should hope to laugh. Yes. I think everybody should laugh to hope. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. I like it. Break that both. Just laugh, people. Laugh at you, laugh at them, laugh at us. Laugh. It's all a fucking ridiculous joke until the end. Well, we'd call it the heat death of the universe. Mm. You get one shot. You might as well enjoy it. There's going to be enough hard days without adding to them. So laugh when you can. I can laugh at everything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hope. What should I laugh, not laugh at? <laughs> Mm. That's another podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. That's a tomorrow's episode. <laughs> Next time. This podcast is hosted by Matt and Kaz Page and executive produced by Charlotte Goodwin. For more information, visit loveconquersthepodcast.com. If you'd like to hear more of Matt and Kaz's story, buy the book, My Broken Soldier, The Untold Story of Life Beyond the Frontline. Go to the website, loveconquersthepodcast.com and hit the button at the top that says buy the book. Love Conquers is a podcast for adults that deals with confronting themes of all kinds. Love Conquers is not a licensed mental health service and is not a substitute for professional mental health advice, treatment or assessment. If you are struggling, don't go it alone. Please see a healthcare professional. If you live in Australia, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or go to lifeline.org.au. If you live outside of Australia, Please search for your local crisis line and find support.